For those that think that they're just going to achieve a high level in the sport by acting like a weightlifting athlete for five two-hour sessions a week, then proceed to stay out late on weekends, add in a bunch of extracurricular activities, and expect to beat an athlete that is a weightlifter 24-7, it's just not going to happen. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm Brandon Wakeling, your one and only host. I'm an Olympian and multiple-time representative at the Commonwealth Games. And for this episode, I wanted to touch on an aspect of being a weightlifting athlete that aren't exactly the cool features that make the social media pages or the things that get the most excitement out of the athlete, say, before a training session, but are necessary in order to improve over time. And what made me think of this was, for those that don't follow me on social media, which I assume most do, as this is how I promote my podcast, but less than two weeks ago, I had knee arthroscopic surgery, a relatively simple procedure where there wasn't necessarily anything torn, but more of a significant clean out that I've needed for almost three years now to be able to train properly again. And with most post-surgery recovery protocols, such as the one that I've been assigned, where it's not exactly the most exciting return back to training and it's super basic and boring, and for me personally, it involves initial exercises such as seated knee extensions where I'm just simply sitting on a chair, straightening my leg, building upon sets of 15 or so all the way up to 250 reps a day, in my initial stages of recovery. And these boring exercises reminded me of those mundane tasks that are necessary in an athlete's weightlifting training program. And they're so boring to do, but they're essential in terms of building sustainable performance. So I thought for this episode, I'd touch on a variety of different mundane tasks that I've addressed over the years of weightlifting so far and how they've impacted my performance starting with an obvious one that most don't enjoy doing, and that is mobility work. Now, starting my weightlifting career, this was an aspect of my training that I needed to prioritise immediately, as I struggled to find the positions needed to even perform the snatch and clean and jerk. And I know for me personally, I couldn't even overhead squat when I first started, and I was very lopsided due to the fact of me tackling primarily on my right shoulder playing rugby league for 15 years, so... I had plenty of things that I needed to address and still address to this day. So I immediately sourced out help in order to create a protocol for ensuring that I'm doing the optimal mobility work I needed personally, including pre, post, and during recovery sessions. And when it came to stretching, I found for me personally, the priorities were my hip flexors, my quads, my thoracic, pecs, and lats. And I found that allocating at least 30 minutes pre-session, 30 minutes post, plus one to two recovery mobility sessions spanning from 60 to 90 minutes with the ideal amount of volume in order to offset the amount of tension being put on my muscles in training, plus develop a surplus of mobility alongside that. 
the more dynamic stretching came pre-training and the longer deeper holds came post-training and even more so in the recovery sessions. Alongside all the stretching, I also implemented several mobility tools before my stretching, such as foam rolling and using trigger balls, where I used them in key areas for me personally, included my hips, lats, and around the delts, typically towards the back. And I typically allow at least 10 minutes prior to training before stretching in order to do this, a little longer when I'm talking post-session and on recovery days as well. The use of these have really allowed me to be able to open up into key positions that stretching alone wouldn't necessarily allow me. Looking beyond stretching, focusing more on training now, alongside a weightlifting program, I've always done a plethora of accessory work to ensure that I'm creating asymmetry and attending to all the problem areas that needed attention. Never the funnest exercises that exactly made the gram, but important nonetheless. An example being with my left knee that I recently discussed that needed surgical intervention, but I never had the time to be able to dedicate to a long period of recovery due to the qualification competitions for, say, the Commonwealth Games and the Olympic Games over the years. And it required a lot of boring accessory work to then build supporting strength to minimize the pain and further injury. And what this looked like was pre-training, adding in some left side isolated glute med and VMO work alongside some hamstring, calf, even to the point where I was doing foot drills to help with my foot arches. By no means riveting stuff, but I've had to incorporate this kind of work over the last few years to be able to withstand the training volume and competitive load of weightlifting with certain imbalances. And aside from those specific exercises, Training areas such as my lower traps through supinated rowing movements to revert an internal rotation of the shoulders that I've developed through prior training to weightlifting alongside rugby league as well. Alongside this, core exercises for obvious benefits have helped build sustainability also. Again, not the most thrilling exercises to do, but they've helped nonetheless and they've been important throughout my growth over the years in weightlifting. And this all ties into the lifestyle of being an athlete. Not exactly talking about being a weightlifter, but living the lifestyle of an athlete in general, as it does somewhat tie in together. And I'm not talking about living like an athlete at the elite level sport. This is just anyone that's training for the point of performance. And alongside all these rather mundane aspects of being a weightlifter that are much needed, and you do need to master the mundane in that sense, everyone's going to vary, of course. And there's one thing that's overlooked by those pushing to new levels in the sport, more so the naive athletes that don't necessarily understand what it takes to succeed in the sport of weightlifting. This is referring to the lifestyle of being a weightlifter. Being a weightlifter that has high ambitions in the sport, whether through achieving a certain level or just simply through the personal challenge, it requires much more than what is done in training. That is literally one slice of the pie. For those that think that they're just going to achieve a high level in the sport by acting like a weightlifting athlete for five two-hour sessions a week, then proceed to stay out late on weekends, add in a bunch of extracurricular activities, and expect to beat an athlete that is a weightlifter 24-7, it's just not going to happen. Unless there's a significant genetic factor at play, let's say. Giving a personal example here, I work in an ambassador role at my current part-time job, which involves a lot of sporting events, activities, whether that's at school or touch football events or things along that nature. And it entails a lot of fun things that I would like to partake in, and I've had to sit on the sidelines 99% of the time. 
excluding moments immediately after big competitions where I'm not competing for a certain period of time. And this is all purely due to the fact of minimizing the risk of a silly injury plus conserving energy if I had training on this day. As if, if I had heavy cleaner jerks in a PM session, that rules out anything that I could do that potentially could take kilograms off the bar for that session prior. Whether that's walking too much before the session, being out in the sun too long, eating something that'll impede on my performance, or simply not drinking enough water facing dehydration, therefore also impeding performance. The point I'm trying to get across in this last segment is that alongside the fun and exciting stuff such as heavy lifting, weightlifting when it comes to high performance encompasses so much more, oftentimes not as exciting aspects as it seems. The stretching, the mobility, the recovery, the diet, all the priorities that have to be set in place if you have an ambitious goal in the sport. Of course, if you're doing this just for fun, then perhaps this is a little overkill for you. But for those that do have high aspirations and ambitions within the sport of weightlifting, remember, when you're outside of the gym, you're still a weightlifter. Being a weightlifter doesn't always mean for those short periods of time within the gym, you need to be conscious of this outside the gym also. Although I'm not saying that you need to obsess over weightlifting 24-7 as that will be counterproductive as there is an element of switching off and resting, but definitely something to keep conscious of when you're outside of the gym and whether you're doing anything that's going to have a big impact on your training. So that was pretty much all I wanted to touch on for this episode. As always, I thank everyone that listens to the podcast and I will see you all next week with another fresh topic. Talk to you then. (music) 